This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. He's just good. He really is just good. You know, one of the things, like, you have to know to walk in the kingdom in anything, whether it's healing, prosperity, whether it's peace of mind, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to know God is good all the time. anybody that this does not make any sense to you maybe you haven't been around it before i know we look like lunatics but it happened in the bible too because peter got drunk after the they went to um the thing (laughs) the upper room and the the upper room and the holy spirit came down yeah i knew it was up something (laughs) they went to the upper room and the holy spirit after jesus had left the earth really left the earth (laughs) like when he had really left the earth and had gone to heaven he had told them go to the upper room because the holy spirit's gonna come and they didn't know what it was and so all these people that he told to gather gathered in the upper room and waiting to see what would happen and the word says they were in one accord which was really important for that time and then the holy spirit swooped in and they began to speak with other tongues And so, and it was not just the speaking in other tongues, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that fell upon them, the power of the Holy Spirit that God left the Holy Spirit with us so that we would have, when Jesus was on the earth, he could only be one place at one time. But with the Holy Spirit, he could, he, God, could be everywhere at one time. And so he left them the Holy Spirit and he, and he, and he, and he fell upon them and they all began to speak with other tongues. They were speaking in other languages that they didn't understand what they were speaking. And, but they were languages. And so it sounded crazy. And so because the Holy Spirit, I'm just going to, I'm trying to explain some of this to anybody. I feel like somebody here doesn't understand. So I'm really trying to explain it. And so as best I can in this state. So they, um, so The Holy Spirit is the one that induces us with power to see the miracles and to work the miracles. And so some of it, when he comes on us, because the Holy Spirit is kingdom. And so there's things that happen when he manifests himself in certain ways. And so some of that is you get so overcome with him that you look crazy. You look drunk. And so what happened to them in the upper room is they, they literally got so intoxicated, so to speak, with the Spirit of God that they went out and Peter preached like he had never preached before. This is the one that had just lied three times and denied Christ. And he gets filled with the Holy Spirit, goes out and then preaches and 3,000 people get saved. But the other people who didn't get saved said, oh, they're just drunk. They're compl- they thought they were physically drunk, like on wine. And so, and so... That's what it looked like. And why the Holy Spirit manifests that way, I don't know. I have no idea. But it's fun and it's good. And so I just encourage you to enjoy it. And if you can get it, get it. And if you feel just like Pastor Kathy said, when you get by the bonfire, you get smoky. And so you may not be feeling anything right now. Or you may be feeling something and you might be feeling something and you don't want to show it. And that's okay. 
but he's there. So, so it looks crazy and your head may be telling you crazy, but if your heart is saying, this is crazy, but there's something there, go with that. Because we don't always understand the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We really don't, but it's, it's good, but it's good. It's so good. He's so good. And you know, when, when Alex had us get together and partner at the end, I was, can I share Francis? I'm about to share it without asking you anyway, but anyway, it's not a big deal, but it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal because we get together and all of a sudden she's like, Ooh, you know, and she's like, I feel like I'm floating, you know, and, and she's just like going to town. It's wonderful. But here's the deal. At the very end of it, she said, I had such heaviness today. See, that's what the Holy Spirit, it looks crazy, but she came in with all this heaviness. And then this is what he does. Who cares what it looks like when you leave and you're feeling good, when you leave and all the burdens are gone, your mind is at peace. Who really cares what it looks like? Honestly, let me tell you what happened to me Saturday. I'll tell you how much you don't care what it looks like. So Saturday night, so there was a conference that somebody else was doing here. It was a a prophetic conference and they rented our space and it was out at the union. And so Saturday night I went and and, um, there was a lady named Jennifer Ives, who's a prophetic lady. And um, she was speaking. But anyway, in the middle of worship, she comes up. And she says, I never interrupt worship, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And she's from California. And she said, California just went through this really long drought. And she said, I sat down one day to write. And God gave me a prophetic word that the drought was over and rain was coming. And if you're familiar with ElijahList.com, then it's where a lot of prophetic people submit their prophecies. And so it's out for the world to see. So she says... um, she said, so I submitted it to Elijah List, and I thought, here I go. If this doesn't happen, I'm, my, my whole prophetic career, so to speak, is done. And so um, she submits it, and then like a couple of days later, it rained, and the drought was broken. So she said, I feel like that's what's happening here in the spirit at that moment in the, in the worship. And she said, uh, <laughs> she said, I have a couple of prophetic acts. She said, I feel like we have to um, break the drought spiritually. And so she had us do some prophetic um, clapping and snapping and all that kind of stuff that sounds like rain. And then she said, who hears from the First Nations? And I didn't know what she was talking about. And so finally she goes through it a couple. She says, yeah, there's always somebody here. And she said, who's Native American? And nobody came in. She said, who has Native American blood? So this one girl goes up and I'm like remembering, you know, I knew we had Native American blood in our family. And so I like go, oh, Mona, did she say blood? And she's like, yeah, because I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm going to have to go up there. So I go up there. And so it was me and this other lady that I knew of. I didn't see anybody else. But anyway, um, and she said, she goes, take your shoes off. So I took my shoes off and she goes, you know what to do. And I went, <laughs> I literally was like. And she goes, you know what to do. And she turns around and walked off. And I was like, and so I'm like, well, I know what to do. I do a rain dance. So I, and so I did a rain dance and I started doing it prophetically. And I'm from Oklahoma. So I kind of knew a little bit of what I've been around Native Americans all my life. So I kind of knew a little bit, but anyway, I did it. And I, I mean, I danced my guests out, but honestly, I've never felt so much. First of all, I've never done anything like that. This is why all this is coming up because I'm like, things look crazy. So I've never done anything like that, but I never felt so much freedom 
to not care. I mean, literally, I did not. The only thing I cared about is <laughs> I went at the last minute and I had kind of been cleaning and just, you know, doing errands and stuff all day. So I had on a pair of yoga pants and they tie in the front and I didn't tie them because, you know, I'm just walking around. And so then when I started dancing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally was like, Jesus, you got to keep my pants up because I was like, <laughs> so I'm dancing around every so often. I'm like, whoo, and pulling them up so they don't come down. But anyway, I've never felt so much freedom to do that. And it just went and went and went and went until it was over, you know, until they said it was over. Um, and so I got home that night and I was, and no, no, this was so funny too. In the middle of all that, I literally had this thought go by my, in my mind, like, who are you? <laughs> like, like, what in the world, you know? And, but I mean, I just kept on going and it was like, I got home and I was like, oh, okay, I did it. I did it. Break dance. I was like, that was cool. You know, I didn't even feel weird about it, which, you know, I mean, when you go to those kind of conferences, then you get around a bunch of people who kind of get in those flows. And so you can really be free because they're all loony too. And so everybody's done it together and, you know, but, but it was so cool because now, and this goes into kind of what I was going to teach. Well, it does go into what I was going to teach tonight, but anyway, like the power of our imagination, because I've never been to, um, like a Native American uh, powwow or, you know, whatever. No, I mean, the, like their ceremonies. Yeah, ceremonies. I've never been to any of those. But like I said, I kind of know what they look like. But I literally, when I started dancing, I had to imagine from the pictures I had seen what it was. And I had to imagine it. And I literally tried to do the steps like how they do it as best as I could. And here's the cool thing. Sandy Hyde told me at church Sunday She's from Nebraska, so she also grew up around Native Americans, and she said, I want to tell you, you looked like you were doing a rain dance. And I was like, that's so cool, because it literally was all just what I was picturing and from what I knew. And so part of what I wanted to talk about tonight is the power how God has linked our imagination to our faith walk. Like faith and imagination literally go hand in hand. You can't separate one from the other. And like Pastor Kathy said, you know, when, she, when we started out in faith, she said, you walk in faith all the time. You always walk in faith. You have faith. You have trust in something. You come in, you trust that the chair is going to hold you up. You, um, even if you're worried, you're trusting in worry. You're trusting in fear that something bad is going to happen or whatever. And when you trust God, you trust that he's going to take care of you. So it doesn't matter what you do. You're always trusting something. And imagination is the same way because he gave us an imagination. We're constantly picturing things. I mean, the first thing I did is got a picture of what a rain dance look like. To the best of my knowledge, that's what I knew. And so we're constantly, you can't separate and just stop it. There's no way. Because we're always picturing things, and it's a power that he gave us to help us walk in faith. And if you think about it, Hebrews 11 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So there's a connection between walking in faith and, because when we see things in our imagination, they're not physically, well, they could be, we could be picturing our house at home or something, but when we talk about like dreaming with our imagination and getting with God, some of those things don't yet exist. And so those are the types of things. That's the, that's the faith Like we're putting faith in um, and trust in the manifestation of things to come. 
Oh, good. Because <laughs> I will tell you something. I was trying to tell Pastor Kathy, I was like, this is, I felt like I had so many disruptions trying to put this, all this stuff together. And then I had to go get my eyes checked today and they dilated. So when I came back, I was done. And I was like, well, I can't even read anything. I can't even read my notes. And it was like so crazy. So yay, it's Holy Spirit. Because I was like, Holy Spirit, you got to do it because it's good. So anyway, I think I can read now. Let me check. Ah, I can. Okay, so so I want to read these quotes. I just pulled out, well, about 10. But anyway, they're really good. And they're on the imagination. So this is just to get you rolling here. It says, imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. That's Albert Einstein, by the way, with all of his inventions. Imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were, but without it, we go nowhere. That's Carl Sagan. Wasn't he like a scientist or something? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) He, He was something with all that. The world is a canvas for your imagination. You are the painter. There are no rules. Get to work. Mm-hmm. It said fearless soul. <laughs> I don't know who that, I don't know if that's a group or what. Anyway, I wasn't going to say it, but it's funny because I didn't know who it was, but whatever. Fearless soul said that. Um, <laughs> Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age and dreams are forever. That's Walt Disney. The true, the true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. It's Einstein again. What, what is now proved was only once imagined. Imagination is the soil that brings dreams to life. I love this one. This is Einstein again. Your imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Isn't that good? The funny thing was, this one only said Alice, so I have no idea who Alice is. But this is good. She's like, I don't know if it's supposed to be Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. But anyway, it says, but I nearly forgot, you must close your eyes. Otherwise, you won't see anything. And I, it was so interesting because I was listening to this teacher and he was talking about how he, this other guy that he knew was doing a healing ministry and this lady was blind. And so he... She came up for prayer and he said, um, no, 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 I know what it was. She'd been prayed for, but she'd never been healed. And so because of that, anytime a prayer minister would come along, she would like corner because she's like, I just don't even want prayer anymore. So um, he went on the last day of wherever this was, he went and found her and said, let me pray for you. So she's like, oh. and he laid hands on her and he said, he prayed and he said, can you see? And she opened her eyes and he said, no, 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 no. Close your eyes. And he prayed for her again. And when he got done, he said, can you see? And she opened her eyes. He said, no, 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 no. Prayed for her. Close your eyes. Prayed for her again. She started to open her. He said, can you see? And she started to open her eyes. He said, look, until you can see it with your eyes closed, you're never going to be healed. She was trying to see, see. And he was like, no, 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 no. Can you see it? I thought that was good. That was real good. 
So that I'm going to repeat that one. Then, but I nearly forgot you must close your eyes. Otherwise, you won't see anything. Worry is a misuse of imagination. That was good. Whoever Dan Zadra is, that was good. And here's three more Disney ones that I love. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. If you can dream it, you can do it. Always remember this whole thing was started by a mouse. I thought that was good. And then the other one he said is, that's the real trouble with the world. Too many people grow up. Because, and I was thinking about this, because a lot of us grow up and are, you know, people say, oh, you have, when you're kids, and people say, oh, you have such a wild imagination, you know, like, and it's a bad thing. Or, um, you know, our imaginations get shut down. You know, we're dreaming as kids and we're believing that we can do these things. I'll tell you this, this um, story that some of you have probably heard, but it's so powerful. It's Steve Harvey, actually. And um, when he was a little kid, he was at school and, and the teacher said, um, you know, write down what you want to be when you grow up. And so he did this paper and said he wanted to be a comedian or, on, or he wanted to be on TV. And he took it, and she, I just, it just bothers me so much that she did this. But anyway, she says, um, what, that's not a dream, basically. And she said, has anyone in your family ever been on TV? And he said, no. And she's like, well, this is just, you know, a worthless dream, basically. And she said, go home. And she said, come up with something else tomorrow. So he goes home, and he tells his dad, and his dad was so wise. He tells his dad, and his dad says, well, it's up to you what you do. But he said, um, if I were you, he said, take what you wrote and you read it every morning when you get up and you read it every night when you go to bed and you do it and you keep, basically you keep it in front of you and that's your dream. And he didn't tell him to go do anything else. You know, he said, stay with that. And it was Steve Harvey. I mean, we know Steve Harvey, right? He's a comedian, he's been on TV and family feud or whatever it is that he's doing now. And so um, he's amazing. He's an amazing guy. But, you know, sometimes we have people that try to shut those things down. And, um, but God, the thing about it is God's given us the imagination to help us walk in faith. And it goes hand in hand. And it's a beautiful intertwining and a beautiful picture of how we live. And so let me just do this real fast. So... The cool thing is, do you have Psalm 103, 12 to 14, Donna? Actually, you can just put 14 up. It's fine. It says, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Talking about God, he knows our frame. And that word frame there in the Hebrew is yetzer. And it means imagination, mind, and it also means a place of conception. So when they use the word frame, it means a place where things are framed, a place where things are conceived. And then if you jump over to um, Isaiah 26, verse 3, this says, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. That word mind is the same Hebrew word. It's yetzer. So that word mind is also imagination, conception, and all that. And so basically what it's doing is it's painting this picture that our mind is a place of conception. Our imagination is a place of conception. And so when we talk about walking in faith, we can't cut off 
the importance of our imagination and dreaming with God and getting with Holy Spirit and saying what, you know, him letting him give us pictures and letting him show us things and the things that are to come. Because the word says the Holy Spirit will show us what's to come. And, um, you know, that scripture, he'll give you the desires of your heart. I think it's Psalm 37, 4 or something. That word means it's from the Father. So the desires that you have are actually from the Father. And so he puts things in us. So imagination means the ability to picture something not real or present. The ability to picture something not real or present. That sounds like faith to me. I mean, it really does. And, you know, in John 5, 19, Jesus says, Very, verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatsoever things he does, he does them, the son does them likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he does and, and then greater works that he will do because so you can marvel. So basically, Jesus is saying, I only do what I see the father do. Right. How does Jesus know what the father does? He's got images. He's got pictures. I mean, I'm sure, you know, how it's, it's kind of fun to imagine how Jesus walked because he was like us. So how do I walk with God? Well, sometimes I get pictures. Sometimes I just go, I think I need to call so-and-so right now. I don't know why, but I just do. And then you find out you were supposed to call them because they had something going on or whatever. And so it's like, you know, sometimes we think Jesus was like, whoa, because he was the son of God. So he just clearly saw everything and all that. And he was like us. So he's, he's like sees what the father is doing. So what do you want to do here, father? It's kind of like the healing prayer line. You know, when you get, when you come up for prayer on Sunday and the, the people are here praying, it's like you every, see, this is why everything we do is in faith. We trust God because you go with what, I think I should ask the person this. And you ask the person this and they go, yeah, you know? And so you're constantly, it's like when you come in for Sozo's, the people that are facilitating Sozo are like leaning on the Holy Spirit to know what questions to ask you, you know, so that you can ask Father God and all that kind of stuff. So our lives are a constant walk in faith because we're constantly like, okay, Holy Spirit, which way, you know, what am I doing? Which way should I go here? Um, how, should I, how should I write this? You're at work. How should I do this project? Who should I ask to be on this project with me? Who should, one of my confessions is I know what to be involved with and what to stay away from, and I know who to be involved with and who to stay away from. Not because they're bad people, but just because you only have so much time. And so it's like, so I'm like, trust Holy Spirit to know, don't get involved with that. Leave that alone. Go over here or whatever. I mean, it's, it's constantly, but it's not like constantly in a bad way, like it's pressure. It's not pressure. It's just the way we live. So, um, So your imagination is where you conceive things. It's your spiritual womb. Isn't that good? Your imagination is your spiritual womb. It's where you meditate, where you haggah. Meditate is haggah in Hebrew. But where you think about things and where you get pictures and where he shows you things. And it's, you know, it's such a... 
is such a cool, you know, our, our lives with God are so cool. It's such a good journey because we're, it's, it's a constant, like, you learn new things all the time. I mean, it, it's continual growth. So anyway, it's interesting that, do you, did I give you Hebrews eleven nineteen? Okay, if you can get it. Um, in talking about imagination, you know, when, when Abraham, when God told Abraham to go sacrifice Isaac, um, you can read the whole thing in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament in Hebrews, when it's going through like the heroes of faith, it says, um, so he was talking about how Abraham was obedient to God in the verses before this. So Abraham was obedient to God. And then it says, Abraham concluding that God was able to raise him up, meaning Isaac, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. The other King James says in a figure, in a figure. So think about this. It actually implies that even though Abraham knew that he was going to go sacrifice Isaac, he had already received a picture of him alive and well. It was a picture. He received him in a figure. In his imagination, he got this picture. And by the way, whenever he left, he told his, um, the guards or whoever, his people with him, he said, you guys stay here. The boy and I will go up and we'll be back. So he had received Isaac back in a figure to the point that when he got up there, he was ready to slaughter him and God stopped him. But this is the point is that Abraham trusts God so much that he would literally sacrifice his son, literally sacrifice him came this close to doing it, but he walked so closely with God and so trusted him that before he even went up, he saw him. He's like, he'll raise him from the dead. Whatever he's going to do, I've already seen it. I've received him in a figure. I've seen it happen. And therefore, because he saw it, he told the guys, this is how strong his faith was. We'll be back. I mean, come on. That is huge faith when you know you're getting ready to go sacrifice your son. I just, you know, some of these people that did these things, you know, with like, sometimes we think life is so hard. It's like my word. I mean, they literally lived on the edge of faith all the time. (laughs) I mean, they really did extreme faith. But anyway, um, so Jesus, he saw what the father did. I like to think about this. Like when Jesus, you know, when that story, when they got in the boat and Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And then they get in the boat and the storm hits. When they got in the boat, did Jesus know the storm was going to hit? Because sometimes, like, I always read it for a while, like, they get in the boat, the storm hit, Jesus is all right. He's like, yeah, we're going to be okay, and they're freaking out and everything like that, but they make it. But what if he already knew the storm was going to hit? Maybe he had seen it, but he knew they were going to get to the other side. It doesn't really matter. It's just one of those things that I like to think about because, you know, it doesn't matter. Can you go to Romans chapter 4, Donna? I think it's 16. You can start at 16. Maybe I can find it. Which one I want exactly. (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I can't even find whatever the scripture is. It says call things that be not as though they are. Whatever it is. I can't even find it at this point in time. Anyway, in this chapter, Romans 4, somewhere in there, he says, <laughs> that's why that we call things that be not. It said, even God. The first time I really read that, I was like, even God. God never, I mean, he created us just like he is. Even God. Because sometimes we can have this thing like, i got to call things that be not as it is and all that kind of stuff. Even God. I mean, God lives that way. Even God calls things that be not as though they are. That's, in, that's part of engaging our imagination. That's part of the walk of faith is calling things. And here's part of the problem is we don't, a lot of times we don't allow the word to be conceived. So we're calling things. It's kind of like someone going around, this, a couple going around saying, we're having a baby, we're having a baby. But then they never get together <laughs> intimately to have a baby. Well, it's not going to happen. And so a lot of times we, get to, we say, da, 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 you know, I'm, I'm whatever, whatever, whatever. But we've never really let the seed of that word come and conceive inside of us. And it's like, we, that's why the meditation is so important and renewing our minds to kingdom because that's the only way it happens. It's, that's, that's it. And, you know, that is our life with God. It's like we just spend time with him, whether it be in worship or whether it be in the word, or we just sit and talk to him and we, do, we get pictures and stuff. Oh, I want to do this before we end. So, because this is where I was going. Whew. Um, some people, because some of our imaginations were shut down, right? And so I want to take you guys through an exercise that I do. And the funny thing is, I'm not a big exercise person, ex- like in messages and stuff. I'm not a big repeat after me and all that kind of stuff. But this is what, <laughs> this is what I felt to do. Um, where's my scripture? It's in here somewhere. Well, I actually know what it is anyway, but... Ah, there we go. So this is what I want you to do. This is kind of like how one of, one of the scriptures, when I really kind of started reading the word that jumped out at me and I started thinking about. So I'm going to just take you through, like if you don't really know when we say meditate the word, what it means. So everybody close your eyes and I'm going to read the scripture to you. All right. So this is Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. So while I read it, just imagine this happening. Okay. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven. So are you seeing rain and snow coming down? Whatever picture that you want. You can be in the Rockies. You can be outside in the front parking lot. It doesn't matter. Wherever you want to be. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth. So they don't go back to heaven without watering the earth. Every bit of precipitation affects the soil. So if it's one drop landing somewhere, it affects the soil. So the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bear and sprout. So do you start seeing the spring coming, the flowers are coming up, the corn's growing because of that rain that came down, could have been four months before. It could have been very at the very beginning of winter time that snow came down. It doesn't matter when it was. It didn't return to heaven without making 
the earth bear and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So it furnished the crops. So the rain and snow came down. It didn't return to, the, to heaven without causing growth to happen. There's no other choice. It didn't have any other choice. That is what is created for. Precipitation is created to water the soil, engage with the soil, interface with the soil, and cause growth to happen. It cannot not do that. It cannot not, okay? Are your eyes still closed? Are you still imagining? All right. Then this is the next part. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So his word in our mouths is exactly the same as the rain and the snow that go down and they make the earth produce there's no other choice that is what is created for it has to happen and he's saying that's my word when you speak my word out into a situation it has to happen that's what those words are created for it's landing in the soil of the situation or the people or the hearts or whatever and it will succeed in the matter for which it was sent It has no other choice. Is that not powerful? Those are the ways that I get, you can open your eyes if you want. I just get those pictures and that's the way I sit and I meditate things. And for me, that's how it works. I start kind of start out very literal and I like get the picture and I just imagine it and I imagine it and I'm like, wow, you know, that's pretty powerful because that, that precipitation, there's no choice. It does what it was created to do. So we'll finish for tonight. But, um, but I just encourage you guys to, you know, when you go home, just take some of, the, some of the scriptures that pop out to you and sit and meditate on them. Because those are the things that get into your heart. This scripture will never, I mean, I've done this since I first saw that when I was 13 years old. It will never leave me. It is one of my core scriptures, my base scriptures that my life is literally based upon. And so that's what happens when you get into the word and you get those pictures that are created and you go, man, that is so powerful. And it just kind of grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And um, it's just, it's good. It's good. And you engage your imagination so that when a situation comes up and God gives you the things to speak into it, this is, this is your basis of what's made the foundation of what you're saying and what you're believing. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for tonight. We just thank you. You are an absolute blast. We just thank you and praise you for um, just everything that you did, how you moved tonight. We thank you for how you moved in the hearts of people. And we just, um, I thank you, Father, that you just minister to each person anybody that has any sort of questions or anything like that about anything 
that happened tonight. I just thank you, Holy Spirit. You're so good. And you just go with each one of us and you answer any questions. And I just thank you that people are just having breakthroughs with you all over the place. Personal breakthroughs in their relationship with you. I thank you, Father. People are hearing you in ways they've never heard you before. I thank you, Father, that revelation is coming to people in ways they've never had it before. They're understanding. They're understanding your word. They're understanding who you are. They're not just memorizing it, but they're like this. I get it. This is you're conceiving inside each one of us. You are literally conceiving yourself inside of us. And I thank you, Father, we don't have to do anything but relax and just be with you and let it happen. And we just glorify you and thank you, Father, for just your work in our lives and just everything that you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing. And so we just, I just thank you, Father. I thank you. And I thank you, Father, that you're just giving a clarion call out in the spirit to anybody that's supposed to be with us. And we thank you, Father, that people are finding us that need to be here at this point in time for such a time as this. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.